2: Hello, welcome everyone to The Distraction here on Fightful.com, our Tuesday show where the topics don't actually matter. I'm Jeremy Lambert, joined by the big Joe, Joe Holbert. How you doing, buddy?
3: I'm very excited, Jeremy. (laughs) Today's a big day. Today we discuss something good, something wholesome, something pure, something complex. Something layered, and that's what I've been waiting for for four months. You've promised we'd get her in the end. It wasn't what I thought it was. It wasn't the Stan Hansen matches I hoped to delve into. It was saying for grander, the big show show.
2: Right? I'm ready. Very excited. I cannot express how excited I am to do this show. I you binged it for you binged it like the day it came out. Like yes. literally the day it came out. And I was like, Oh, he watched it. Um and I I was gonna watch it at some point I didn't know when But I figured I'd just throw it on while I was working And I'll, I'll get through it But then I saw you watch it And I was like well Let's do a podcast bit for it Let's review it on the podcast So we can both write off our Netflix subscriptions On our taxes for next year And it we'll it will just review the show And I watched it all in the last I don't know, 16 hours I watched all 8 episodes It's not like it takes long to get through It's 8 episodes or a half hour each So that's 4 hours of your life Um this show rules. This show's amazing.
3: Yeah, I'm a little bit concerned that you're. It's very fresh for you, and I hope you're not too deep on like character names and stuff. Because if so, I may suddenly find myself out of my depth here. <laughs> I remember all of the plot points for the most part. The names, you know, they're less uh, they're less concrete in my mind. But yeah, I'm very excited. It over delivered, right? We expected something that was going to be high art. We got even higher than that in my mind.
2: Here, here's the thing: people are. You know what you're expecting with this show, yeah. right? This show you're not going into it. We are not the typical demographic for this show. If you're a wrestling fan who likes just pure wrestling and and this stuff, like the this show isn't going to be for you. Th- this show is aimed at what WWE aims at: children and parents. Like that's the demographic for this show. That's the demographic for WWE. And in that sense, like it delivers. This is what I expected, and. I grew up watching like Full House and Boy Meets World. Love those shows. I-, I watched Fuller House. I watched Girl Meets World because I just like the nostalgia of it. This is very much the same. Yeah, shocking revelation here on this podcast that I, I will watch like Nickelodeon <laughs> and Disney uh, family comedies. Um, it- this is very much the same. It- it's a family comedy. It's the big show and-, and his wife and three kids and they get into a bunch of hijinks. It's still amazing. Yes. The layer, You said it. The layered, complex storytelling, it's all there. We're going to dive into this thing.
3: We are. Yeah, I mean, I, the trailer really nails it as far as knowing what you're getting yourself into, right? They could not have done a better job. Like, as soon as you saw the trailer, it was like, okay, it's every Disney sitcom ever yes. made with the big show. <laughs> and to me, that pitch is good enough. Well, I'm in at that point. I must admit, I didn't expect myself to kind of dive through it the way I did. And I'm still not sure if I'm proud or ashamed of that, but... <laughs> Here we are. We're ready to review, it. and as you say, at least we've done like something with this information. Now it'd be wasted if we just discussed it privately and no one ever heard these kind of incredible thoughts and ideas that were were taken from the Big Show show. Uh,
2: we're not going to go episode by episode. We're going to no. do just kind of an overarching type deal. The main plot is that uh, the Big Show yeah, star. I'm glad <laughs> you <laughs> didn't
3: any other name. His name is Big Show. Now, one His thing wife. I say? Yes, his wife she calls him Show. Yeah. So I want to get this out of the way. Are we saying his name is Big Show, and he puts the on as a stage name, or is his actual full name like on registered as the Big Show? That's what I'm not sure about.
2: Well, their last name is White. It says on the board, be the like chore board in the kitchen. It, it says White, and the the mother refers to one of the children. At, I think uh, the the middle one, Mandy. Uh, calls her Mandy White at one point. So, that is their last name. I just think that... I always wonder this with wrestling. Like, like CM Punk does this. Does, you know, don't call him Phil. Don't call him Phil. Just call him Punk. Like, is that how it is with wrestlers? If you are so known by your wrestling name that just everyone has to call you your wrestling name? See, I assumed
3: that he had changed his name legally to protect the business, so... (laughs) And she was just, you know, following along with that. But the Big sh- the big Show Show is a wonderful name, but you kn- I never once thought that he would just be called Show at <laughs> every turn. There were times where she didn't have to say a name at the end of the sentence. He would still put a show on the end of it. Like, I just couldn't. Yes, I'm, I'm assuming Big Show's case, he does not ask to be called Big Show or Show, Blaze Family,
2: I would hope anyway. Do you think she's just referring to the show and not to him? Like, she knows this is a, a work and she's like, "Ah, this is all the show." See, just when I think I've considered every angle of this <laughs> show,
3: you add an extra layer on top, and now I have to rewatch it again. Right? Look at it from that perspective. So, maybe I'll have to report back on that one. I think that may be a little, a leap, perhaps a little bit too far. But I will rewatch with that in mind.
2: And this is the layered and nuanced storytelling yep. that people are just going to miss, Joe. It is. I mean, I think we're going to open eyes here because.
3: I know you have some ideas and some theories, but I really think people have misunderstood what the end kind of message of the show is, and I can't wait to dive into that.
2: Well, the the overall theme of the show is essentially a wrestler's struggle after yep. retiring. That that's what this is. We see him go to uh, career day with, with his with his daughter, and you know you got these doctors and firemen and stuff, and here comes the big show with. <laughs> He's, he's a wrestler but he's retired and he can't figure out what to do he's trying to take his wife on a cruise he's trying to do cooking he, he thinks about getting back into wrestling like he he's a, he's a confused man joe
3: he is and this is where it gets complex because as you know jeremy anyone that's watched i'm gonna go into spoilers now folks i'm sorry but i have to to discuss the show in the kind yeah, of this whole,
2: look if, if you haven't watched this show we're gonna spoil yeah. a lot of stuff so yes Go watch the show and then listen to our review. Or if you don't care enough to, to watch the show, just listen to our review.
3: So uh, a um, a string of events that Big Show is not expecting leads to him returning to the ring for like a charity event, right? Yes. And he gets that buzz. He gets that feeling generally we've experienced experiences at the top tag team in the industry. He's feeling the people, right? Even though there's like 20 people in the gymnasium, it means something to show. And he decides he's coming back for another run. This is where most people took one him from the show and I took another because apparently people took this as he eventually decides his family is more important than professional wrestling. Now, I'm going to let you speak on this, Jeremy. I did not get that at all, but please take the floor.
2: I didn't get that. I mean, he returned for a WrestleMania match. So I think yeah. I think what this comes down to is... Look, Big Show has thrown a curveball in this show. Yep. His his daughter comes back from Minnesota, so she's essentially a new addition to the family because she's been away. His wife gets fired. She doesn't have a job. Big Show's mm-hmm. got to make some money here. So what he, yeah. what he does is he's got to come back and get some, some certain paydays.
3: And that's what brings us to one of the most relevant topics in all the sport, and especially professional wrestling, Jeremy. Head trauma and concussions. And this is where I want to kind of... <laughs> Open up on this line a little bit. So we see Big Show preparing for his return by sitting in the middle of a performance centre ring and allowing his friend to hit him over the head with a steel chair. Now, I want to make this clear, I'm not making up, Jeremy. That's actually what happened, is it not? Yes. Okay. And then what happens is Big Show is not prepared for the chair shot, as he should be. (laughs) He takes it on the head, he's out cold, and he's, I assume, concussed. Because at this point, he goes into some form of dream where he's imagining things, and he's seeing what would happen if he was not there. Correct? This is yes, what happens. I'm this is sure. what
2: happens on the yeah. show.
3: And then what he does is he no-shows Friday Night Smackdown to the degree where on the television they say, up next, the big show returns,
2: and he's actually in his own house. Well, well real good. Is it the Big Show returning? Because not Michael Cole. I I don't know what happened to Michael Cole, by the way. That's another mystery we need to investigate. Michael Cole and Corey Graves are not the announcers for SmackDown. They use the SmackDown logo and everything, but it's not Michael Cole. So he talks about, oh, returning legend, all this stuff. But he never says the name. Big Show comes down the stairs, and he's the one that says Big Show. Is it a tease of do they have somebody else? Is the Undertaker is actually the guy who's Mm -hmm. returning? Good point.
3: I mean, I didn't take it that way because, to me, the the message it was sending was, you know, headshots are bad with a chair and concussions can skew a man's decision-making to the point where he burns a professional wrestling bridge <laughs> in order to fake fight with his family. That was my takeaway. I thought it was a really kind of um, a touching one with the concussions and such. So perhaps, I mean, you may be right, maybe it was The Undertaker, but that was my takeaway, Jeremy. I just thought, wow, he actually burned a bridge with Vince... Purely because of what he saw in his streams, welcome cast what a tragic tale this was.
2: I don't think he burned the bridge at all, though, because he, he main-evented WrestleMania, Joe. Like, things yeah. are good between him and Vince. I, I think that show let them know... Hey, you know, I, I need to just take some time because of the concussion. I do think the the concussion did play a part in this. I think he said, "Hey, I need to take some time." Vince, he called up Undertaker. He called up. He, he may have called up Hogan. It was in Tampa, so yeah. you know, there we had a joke about. There's a lot of wrestlers in Tampa, so maybe Hogan was returning to 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 SmackDown. Maybe it was The Rock. You know, we we don't know, but could have been any of those people that they were promoting for this SmackDown appearance and Big Show just let them know, Hey, I'm not, I'm not going to make it. And Vince was cool with it. He got somebody else and they went on. They, they clearly squashed it because Big Show main evented WrestleMania. Yeah. I mean, I just found it interesting. It seemed to be kind of framed as
3: such that he was going to do a retirement tour initially. Correct. He was going to kind of do some multi-mans, I assume in Europe, kind of wrap it up with a last match with Kane. Um, (laughs) But instead, it became this kind of morality play about, you know, what's more important to him. Is it those matches with Kane or is it his family? I think it was a pretty simple decision. But obviously, he'd taken enough slams for one life. So, I mean, what I will say is, like, you know, it's easy to kind of... We're doing a lot with this. There's a lot of back and forth here. Shenanigans taking place. But I think we both agree it's a very easy show to watch. With that being said, it is a little bit nuts, that chair shot portion, right? But like, it's not just me at the fault I thought it was insane.
2: I... I don't know why it was in there. I think you could have yeah. told a similar story and not have to do a chair shot. It's a, look, Urkel can swing a chair, all right? that That's what I got yes. out of this is that man can swing a chair. Uh, yeah, maybe it was a little much, but they, they wanted to convey how bad it is, though. That's what this is. This is a don't yeah. try this at home segment. They wanted to show, like, look, you swing a chair at somebody's head like this, you turn into a ghost, your whole life changes, your decision-making is affected. This was a, this was a PSA on chair shots. I think that's why it was in there. I'm not even like
3: as much questioning the chair shot. I'm more questioning the way it was positioned that that is just general training for a WWE comeback and the way that Big Show has prepared a tent <laughs> to take one from an untrained friend of his. But, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Sometimes the details are not important when you're dealing with stories like this. When you're dealing with stories that are going to go down in history... It's more kind of broad strokes, right? And that's what this was. There was a message in there, and you can choose to analyze it, but I'm not going to do that anymore, Jeremy. The message was strong, certainly.
2: No, we are going to analyze it. That's what this whole oh. podcast is but for. I mean, the,
3: I mean the kind of, you know, the political play of the concussions in the World Wrestling Federation. We can analyze, you know, the character points. I did want to say um, the youngest daughter, JJ, correct? Yes. JJ? Yeah. Um. I believe she's the only one seen re- wearing a wrestling shirt, and she's wearing a Bailey shirt, uh, which I personally thought to be a disgraceful um, <laughs> kind of betrayal of the wrestling industry and a total just disrespect. So I have to assume it was filmed before the last six months. You know, that's just me.
2: Bailey is a role model. I don't understand why you're upset about this.
3: I mean, I think, you know, I just think when Big Show should know he's done enough heel and babyface switches to know that heels should not have t-shirts worn by young children on netflix programs okay so i'm going to just let them off and assume it was a
2: filming thing well i did want to make a note of it well joe you saw the Mm -hmm. end of the show the little show jj she came out she had her own theme music which was amazing (laughs) by the way the fact that she sang this theme music was awesome she came out and she turned on the big show she, she turned on him. She jumped on his back, slapped him on the head, which I, I don't know. That could have been dangerous. That's a dangerous spot. Open hand strikes to the head after a man suffers a concussion like that. And she's, you know, show is like, what are you doing? And she's like, it's a heel turn. Don't you know about that? A little nod and wink. I thought that was great. So I, I think it's okay that she was wearing the Bailey shirt because it, it was foreshadowing, Joe. This is just classic foreshadowing here. You know, she's wearing the the Bailey shirt. You're thinking, oh, he's a Bailey fan. Good Bailey fan. Nope. Turns heel <laughs> at the very end of the show.
3: So are you saying that, you know, on the cutting room floor, there was kind of an element to her character that she was smartened up to the business that we missed. Like, there was, there was, a, there was a portion of the show that was cut where she's like grading the matches on SmackDown <laughs> every week. And, and, and Paul's trying, to, oh, sorry, not Paul, was trying to explain the psychology of the industry to her. Maybe that would have been, maybe there's a version of this show that's 40 minutes an episode and we missed out on a lot of this stuff. But yeah, you're right. That was a nice layer as well there. Um, what was your was your? I know we didn't want to go episode episode. But was your favorite episode the uh, cameo-filled Mick Foley, Rikishi, Mark Henry situation? That was mine so,
2: so Big Show takes his wife on a cruise for their anniversary, and it's a it's, it's a WWE cruise. It's not the Jericho cruise. It's a WWE cruise, and yeah, we get cameos by Mark Henry, Rikishi, and Mick Foley. I thought this was good. I thought... I mean, none of them are good actors, but they they played themselves. It was fun. It was it was fine. Well, I
3: I do agree with Big Big Show said on Austin's uh, show that I never remember the name of on the network that he was like Mark Henry should be a character on the show, and I actually think that may be true. Now I don't know if the second season is coming. I have no scoops
2: in that regard, Jeremy. Oh, big say. show. Big Show says they're doing a second season. This oh, hasn't wow. been confirmed, but he sounds oh. he sounds very very um optimistic that they're okay. doing a second season he wants to get more WWE people in it he says he's got a verbal commitment from austin to be on the show i don't know how legally binding that is but <laughs> he says that's what he's got so uh, if they do a second season we could be seeing more WWE superstars so i have a few questions from that
3: firstly do you believe austin when he said on the network show that he's very excited and cannot wait to watch the show do you believe he has watched any of it
2: Yes, I believe Austin has watched every episode, honestly.
3: I would love to see a watch-along series with Steve Austin <laughs> watching that show. What? Okay, here's, here's a deal that maybe you may understand better than me. Rikishi, like, am I missing something? Oh, that was an odd one. Mark Henry and Mick Foley are part of like the kind of, um, they turn up at every random WWE thing. I feel like I have not seen Rikishi in a long time, but here he was, right? He was right in the thick of things on the uh, the Big Show show. That caught me a little bit off guard. I mean, I knew he was there because of the trailer, but I'm saying, generally speaking, I did not expect the Big Show to make a cameo on the show.
2: I mean, Rikishi, he's he's always at the conventions. You couldn't just go like full on WWE stars. You gotta WWE if they ran a cruise, wouldn't they be like, yeah, bring on Rikishi?
3: Yes, 100%. Yeah, you're (laughs) right. He would actually be the first person signed up for that thing, wouldn't he? Yeah. I mean, it was interesting that, here we go, let's credit some of the kind of, we talk about the layers, Jeremy, but just going against their expectations, right, subverting them. Like, you know, he books this cruise for their anniversary, and you're sitting there thinking, oh, show's going to do it again, he's going to ruin things. But in truth, he really has good intentions, right? Like, his wife's just very busy that day, so instead he plays with Mark Henry and the gang. So I thought that was an interesting little swerve.
2: Um, they tried tried to make him out to be the heel of yes you know oh you shouldn't have taken your wife on a work cruise for this anniversary and it's like i didn't see this man working at all it looked like he was trying (laughs) to have a good time she was the one working the whole time
3: yeah i was a bit confused that because when i was watching the episode i thought that was what they were going for like he has changed and he didn't actually mean it to be this way but the, the wrap-up of the episode was still like, oh, what a dum-dum taking her on this cruise. <laughs> I was like, I didn't do anything wrong. What are you talking about? He just stayed in his hotel room all day. So, yeah, I agree with you. That's maybe, you know, I don't want to pick holes in it, Jeremy, but I'm going to say that was a criticism, actually. I had a shuffle. That was a little bit little bit, um, little weak there, the way they wrap that one up.
2: I like that the Big Show, so his his daughter's through a party while they're away, and the Big yes. Show has a hidden camera in his title belt. And now I'll never look at these title belts the same because I'm just always going to think there's a, there's a. They called them belts, by the way. Big Show explicitly says, I need a big belt to hold up my big pants. So it, it's a belt, ladies and gentlemen. Vince probably watched this and just turned it off immediately. Like, you're I'm not having wow. this. But do you think there's hidden cameras in these title belts now? Like, I'm now worried that, you know, when you see these trophy cases in all these wrestlers' houses with all their title belts, there's going to be a hidden camera in one of those.
3: That would be all-time stuff. <laughs> if at some point in WWE history they started planting cameras in these belts to like track what the guys are up to, we would have heard about it at least like two months after they started doing it. Something awful would have happened, some kind of scandal uncovered. But um, how did you feel? I mean, it was very interesting to me that with all of these belts as possible like you know accessories, the only one he opted to leave behind was that title, right? The Undisputed WWE title. I mean shows a lot of respect for the ECW brand with that decision, I thought.
2: <laughs> that's what I thought as well. I was like, wait, why yeah. are you leaving this one? Be-? Maybe it's because <laughs> yeah. that's like his most prized – because that's the one he wears when he makes the, oh, I need a belt to hold up my pants comment. True. Like maybe that's his most prized one. And so the the daughters, when they're throwing the party, they weren't going to mess with that. They're like, oh – show left the belt right there we're not put if it's the ecw title they're like ah let's just move this like let's throw it elsewhere. if it's a if it's a tag team title they're like we can just throw this into the pile but the undisputed title they're like oh if that's where if that's where he left it we can't mess with it that's where it's got to be
3: so the three daughters was there a favorite angle of theirs for you and why was it the taylor swift one (laughs) i'll just i'll just let you go with that i'll let you go because that was as soon as i saw it i was like i'm not going to say anything to jeremy i'm just gonna let him enjoy this for himself (laughs)
2: Real quickly on the cameras in the belts, Chris Jericho should have done this, and that stolen AEW title yes. would have been solved much quicker. Um, it would have, yeah. When they had the Taylor Swift, so they have a kid who's in the, the little ones, or the, the middle child's uh, class, yeah. and they're running for class president. Um, and his name is Taylor Swift. He's a boy, his name is Taylor Swift. Look, when this kid got up there and started quoting songs as part of his campaign speech, I literally thought his character was just going to be, he's going to quote a song every time he speaks. And I was so excited for this. And they didn't bring the bit back until the, we are never ever getting back together thing. This yeah. was still amazing. Though.
3: Like when I was watching that far, I was like, maybe Jeremy is like a job on this show. I didn't know if you wrote this <laughs> of it, but was you caught off guard a little bit by his I mean, he was always framed as a little bit of kind of a. Um, he wasn't, you know, the sharpest tool. I don't think that was kind of his character. But I was stunned by the sudden heel turn there at the end from Taylor Swift. I didn't realize we were supposed to just dislike the guy. That was the end of him, right? He, he broke up with her, and we never saw him again. Yeah, and... well, I thought that was sharp. I oh, was sudden for me. It kind of caught me
2: off guard. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie he he's the most important character on the show, so you gotta build it for season two anticipate the return on season two when he comes back and then this was his uh this was his taylor swift kinda kind of red uh phase so the first album i think fearless fearless was actually the second album so this was the the taylor swift fearless kind of phase where kind of young doesn't quite understand what's going on right now kind of kind of playing a little like trying to appease everybody you know uh we're never getting back together was on the the red album so i think that you know at the end we saw the red album he's coming back in season two we're getting reputation taylor swift right here all this stuff is going over your head i know it we're getting reputation taylor swift in season two i'm excited
3: it sounded good, and I mean, I assume that would, that, would in, that would entail him, like, he comes back with a whole campaign, right, and he, he can pick holes in everything that the big show's daughter, this name I've totally forgotten, uh, everything that she suggests, he can pick holes in it, he's just way ahead of the game, that would be kind of cutting edge, I'm on, I'm on your side on this, perhaps we should start just pitching ideas for season two right now, I think that's the first one, Mark Henry as a co-star, is kind of big show suggestion, but we'll claim it for the sake of the podcast. <laughs>
2: Who else are we bringing in from WWE to do guest spots? I mean, Austin's got a verbal commitment. Who else can we get on this show? I mean, Kane has to appear on the
3: yeah. show. <laughs> like Kane is, I think has the best chance of being an actual good actor. I would suggest because he pulled off some spectacular feats as Kane in WWE. Now that doesn't mean a lot in real acting. It still looks very, very different. Trust me, me and you know, after watching this show, but <laughs> Kane was legit good at delivering lines. And when he did the corporate Kane shtick, he was like a totally different. I think something in which Kane, we see both Mars Kane and normal human Mare Kane, would be tremendous television.
2: I think he can. They they did a teleportation angle at one point. Um, and I'm trying to when? recall. <laughs> they did. I'm trying to recall. I mean, they did a dead angle where he was a ghost, but. Yes, yeah. Um oh when they cleaned up the the party, wasn't it? Didn't he didn't he like snap his fingers or something and then like everything just like disappeared?
3: Yeah, it was the fly, Firefly Funhouse tribute. Yeah. Um, no, I think it was that she clicked her fingers and everyone appeared at the yes, party. I yes, yes, that. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. The the oldest daughter, uh, Lola. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of a dead party and she's like, just wait. And yeah, she snaps her fingers and then the party is hopping after that. So, I mean, it was the maybe the big show's house is the Firefly Funhouse.
3: I mean, now that you've mentioned this, I think we're not shooting nearly high enough. Kane's cool and all, but why can't The Undertaker be on the show, right? Sure. Taker does everything now. He does Instagram lives. He does the shoot interviews. Netflix kids show. That's next in line, if you ask <laughs>
2: me. I'm, I'm in on that. That could be tremendous. I, we can get The Undertaker and Kane there. Um, so we got Foley, Austin. Is The Rock too big for this?
3: <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah.
2: Definitely. He might be able to do
3: a satellite uh, segment, though. Something where like, big shows talking to him on Zoom or something like that, you know, and the kids come over, they wave at Dwayne. He mentions AEW and gives you ten headlines (laughs) to write, but yeah, he's too big for an actual role, I think. Definitely,
2: The Rock. I mean, his his oldest daughter is in WWE. Does he have any like younger children to wear? he might want to like do something like this and be like ah see i mean the rock can just go to disney or yeah. whatever and be like hey i want to play the tooth fairy again because my kids like it and then they'll, they'll they'll let him do tooth fairy too so so maybe he doesn't do need to do like a tv kids show to appease his, his young children but if he wanted to we got the show for him
3: yeah i mean i understand what you're saying and i'm sure he does think highly of big show but he definitely has kind of grander options in the kids <laughs> in the kids region as far as genre where i'm not sure his first call would be hey show can i jump on <laughs> your television show that recently featured rikishi so
2: look, yeah maybe may right the the rock i think the rock owes the big show one because and uh, Rikishi, rikishi nearly killed him yeah. right no he, he killed austin he killed austin, austin for the rock for the rock that's right yeah. yes I, I, think, well, I have
3: a hot take on that, Jeremy. Can you bring me back to Rikishi once you're done with this talking point, please? Sure.
2: As far as The Rock goes, Big Show made a cameo on The Rock's SNL the first time he hosted SNL. The least The Rock can do is return the favor and show up on The Big Show show.
3: When you put it that way, maybe it's a lot. Maybe it's really dumb. Maybe Big Show's keeping it... He's using Austin as, like, the smoke screen. If one tunes in, he's within Austin, you actually get The Rock. So Rikishi... Um, Is it widely considered to be like one of the worst angle reveals of all time that Rikishi was, in fact, the man that had run over Stone Cold? I assume it is, right? I'm pretty sure people hate that. Yes. I am going to tell you, Jeremy, that I've watched Survivor Series 2000 this week, or last week, whenever it was. And I am going to now say that not only was it the correct decision, Triple H should never have been involved, and we should have just gone all in on Rikishi as a homicidal destroyer. I have no idea why this man was ever a comedy babyface. Rikishi was actually good. Did you know this, Jeremy? Because it was news to me.
2: Uh, He's a good dancer.
3: Wow. Very dismissive for the (laughs) Rikishi talk. Look, here's what I'm going to say. I'm not going to do a whole show on the Rikishi thing. Rikishi may have been actually good, and I think we maybe need to start a Twitter campaign about this. And it started for me with a big show show because I have now got another hot take, Jeremy. Did he have the best delivery out of the three wrestling co-stars?
2: <laughs> what are you thinking about? <laughs> Got to think about the lines they had there, Joe. Look, he had him... like he had the sharp jabs, which I thought was very well yeah. written for him. I know? thought Mark Henry's delivery wasn't good. um Very one mate. Yeah, I don't. I I literally don't remember Foley saying anything. Like I know he did. I just I don't remember anything. Rikishi Foley was. was... Doing the thing. When he would speak fully, his eyes would be like wide, like trying to remember every <laughs> every word of his dialogue. It, yeah. <laughs> sure. I'll give I'll give Rikishi the nod yeah. as best delivery yeah. out of the three. <laughs> he he's he wins by default, essentially.
3: Yeah, big victory though for Team Rikishi, which is now <laughs> my team. I'm announcing now my team is Team Rikishi. Remember about twelve years ago on this show we did a segment where I listed my faves? Rikishi is now on the list, folks. I have no idea who else is because I've totally <laughs> forgotten as to what that list was. But Rikishi
2: is on it. He was he's good, I think. I think mean, he was actually good. Can they get any current WWE stars? Like we're we're listing these past guys. like Otis, can, Otis would be fun. Oh Otis would be.
3: be good yeah oh it comes to school to like a speech or something that'd be tremendous tv do you Um, think
2: do you think they'll ever do um for for next season let's pitch this idea for season two we do an eh? episode where big show is back in the locker room and he's surrounded by you know alexa mandy naomi and and the wife gets jealous she's just like you know i i don't want you hanging out with the with you know show has a type his wife is blonde i think all of his daughters are blonde like it's 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 right in front of you there so you you get alexa naomi i said or not naomi um i mean she (laughs) she's attractive she's not blonde uh you get alexa you get mandy who else is is blonde lana live live morgan yeah and and the wife is just like i don't like you hanging out with uh with all these blondes around here
3: I mean, it depends how you approach it. I think you'd probably be best to go with one of those blondes <laughs> rather than having them just kind of appear as like a, a posse of attractive women. Um, but you would have to kind of figure out which way you're going to go with that, Jeremy. I mean, I'm no problem with someone co-starring, but they, it would have to be made clear that they was not attracted to Big Show and he was not attracted to them because otherwise you're opening right. a whole can of worms that none of us want to get into. <laughs>
2: no, no, no. We're, we're playing just a jealous wife angle yeah, yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know, like, I'm I'm sure people are going to get mad at that. But, you know, that's the wife has got to realize that this is the business that, you know, these men hang around these attractive women and there's nothing going on. She she's just got to be okay with that. I mean, the business has changed, though, (laughs) Uh, Jeremy, as you
3: told me many, many weeks ago. So confirmed by The Rock this week. (laughs) Did he actually do a full the business has changed? I saw your tweet. He said the business has changed. (laughs) Okay, here's this talk about The Rock. (laughs) His AEW quote, did he intend for it to come off as sarcastic as it did? Because I thought that, of course I do, was one of the most incredible... He sounded like a man lying, and I'm not saying he was lying, I'm just saying... You know, he seemed like he was trying to be nice. I don't know how much AEW consumes. I I don't blame him if it's none, but I just thought the way he delivered his his line was hilarious to me.
2: I thought that whole bit was sarcastic where he's like, oh, yeah, these men and women, they're putting their bodies on the line. Like they're crazy for that. You know, That's just out there out here being crazy. I just thought he was just dripping with sarcasm the, the entire Instagram live. Like the rock knows the rock has nothing to better to do right now he's like i'm just gonna get on here he's probably you know had a couple shots of tequila he's like i'm just gonna say these things and play nice but people can read between the lines did
3: you see his like 15 minute video that he posted i think it was on facebook or something about his match with hogan yeah yeah i had to
2: transcribe that damn thing okay
3: that is one of the most incredible examples of the professional wrestler's mind ever (laughs) Because The Rock is, as far as I know, the highest grossing like, action movie guy in the world right now. right? Yes. Like, he's the guy for those films. So all about his acting, all of it's relevant because he's making an insane amount of money. So that's fine. No arguments there. He has done so much since wrestling Hulk Hogan and beating Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania. And he is sitting here in 2020 and he's like, the crowd just didn't know who to cheer. So I started bumping like a hill for him. <laughs> and like, I made their minds up for him. And next thing they knew, they were booing me. And I was like, got him. And I was like, wow. Like, Wrestlers just can't take the loss. You couldn't just say the audience hadn't seen Hogan at WrestleMania for over a decade or a decade, wherever it was. They wanted to cheer him. He did it like he had kind of done it this way. I bumped like a heel and I looked at them upset. I was like, wow, this is an amazing (laughs) ego play by the Rock."
2: the best part about that is like i didn't know if i was gonna win like gotta tell hogan's gotta tell me in the ring like who's gonna win brother like hogan's just gonna go into business and be like ah oh, you know what i mean maybe hogan would honestly but hogan just like i'm kicking out of this people's elbow you're taking the leg drop that's it i'm going over brother i loved it and then i haven't seen hogan's response
3: but like so, i just saw the clip where he's like i broke my ribs three weeks before like like he's still protecting the loss in some way <laughs> like, these two men are pure professional the rock may have only had a short stint in pro wrestling but my god he could not be more of a pro wrestler just based on that 10 minutes alone it's it's pure kind of like yeah you're right the idea that when he hit the elbow hold was like that's it we're going home it's like <laughs> yeah i mean yeah of course i assume this was discussed before no like wonderful stuff wonderful
2: uh, the Rock's the best. <laughs> the Rock is really yeah. awesome.
3: Yeah, I love the thing he does on Twitter where like, so obviously, oh, I don't have this because I'm not Verified Jeremy and unfortunately me and you are not quite big enough, big time enough for this, but Verified Accounts have the verified section of their Twitter notifications, right? And The Rock will do this thing where any WWE wrestler, and I mean, any, it could be Primo could tweet him, like just saw the film, Rock, great job. And he will just tweet back, Thanks, man. And he'll put their initials, like, it's like a personal nickname he has for them. Like, say like Wesley Blake to it and he'll be like, thanks, WB. Keep killing it, bro. And people are like, holy shit, Rock's and Wesley Blake. It's like, no. He just knows his initials. He can read his name and he puts it together and we move on with our lives. But you're right. He's great. He's so overly positive that you can't even kind of, like, take shots at him. He's just in his own universe, right? The Rock's in his own world at this point. It's insane he ever even talks about wrestling, let alone gives you a headline from a 10-second clip. So, yeah, I mean, he is what he is. He's, his Instagram and stuff is its own, own world at this point.
2: I think The Rock... Look, Big Show just needs to ask him on Twitter hey, yep. can you come on the show? Rock will probably just be like, anytime, brother, and then BS. BS,
3: yep, <laughs> BS. Anytime, BS, keep killing it. Love the match with Drew. And people are like, whoa, Rock's still tuning in, folks. Like, this great. We all know, right, the only way you can rest in Have I just lost my camera or is that? Yeah, is you is just that lost my... your camera. Okay, wait, I should be back. Am I back? Nope. That, there you are. There I am. Okay, he... He only watches wrestling via, like, he scrolls his Twitter like I do and pretends to watch, right? Like, that's the truth. He has, like, 30 seconds, clips, sees a, a Brick Baker Pro, he's like, looks cool. <laughs> I loved when he put over um, NWA Power. and People like, man, they've got a fan there. It's like he's tuning in for every week, Tuesday, 6.05. He's
2: great. I love The Rock. The Rock's, like, the, the only viewer of NWA Power by the end of it because it just... People just weren't watching that show, Joe. It's I... just me and Rock in a group chat going back for and forth about Nick oldest promos. <laughs> uh, I do remember when he put over power and people. were... He <laughs> we put over that Shayna Baszler uh, tweet, like uh, Shayna Baszler. Just oh yeah, when when um. They announced the empty arena stuff, and Shayna Baszler's like, good, I'm glad it's an empty arena, because now there's no fans to, to like, you know, I, I want silence when I snap your arm and stuff, and Rock's like, great tweet, this is a money tweet, and then he's like, you know, great job, excited for your match at WrestleMania, people are like, oh man, the Rock's <laughs> putting over Shayna Baszler's tweet, you think the Rock like knows who Shayna Baszler, do you think the Rock knows Shayna Baszler is a cage fighter?
3: No, I mean he knows. I, this is what makes me interested about like, the Rock. Is like, and by the way, I don't doubt that he loves pro wrestling. Like the concept of pro wrestling, I think he legitimately loves. And If you show him a clip of a promo, I'm sure he'll enjoy it, that clip. But I just love how how many narratives they born from his tweets, right? Like, man, this this Becky Beasley you must be getting over, right? The Rock's
2: <laughs> tweeting about it. He's like, sure, yeah, if you say so, man. Whatever. Imagine <laughs> if the Rock like did have that kind of power. Like if the Rock did say. Oh this Becky Shana feud is money Right here and people like actually Listened into like flock To this like we, we put the rock On the ped- on a pedestal and we Write a headline every time he says something Or whatever like he's this I mean he is this giant Star but in the end yeah. like the rock Isn't like conducting The business of What people actually care about
3: Like AEW is mean, a million
2: viewers Tomorrow because the rock says he watches AEW
3: don't speak too soon. I mean, you never <laughs> do know with these things, but, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I a more interesting thought to me is, like, imagine he is watching everything. Imagine he has spreadsheets with, like, star ratings on them, and he's kind of, like, he's got his takes, he's sending emails in to the Observer. Like, he's just all in. And we don't know, dude. This could be perhaps the initials and stuff. It's all just I'm discounting it. Maybe he's all in on this thing. Maybe he's got, like, you know, NXT scouting reports. I am no clue. Maybe he does. He seems to have a lot of time on his hands at this, time, this current uh, climate.
2: I mean, he everyone's got a lot of time on their hands right now. Yep. The, the Rock, you know, he's… Yeah, he
3: seems to be struggling with it, man. A lot yeah. of Instagram lives, a lot of Facebook videos about old wrestling matches. I just hope he's okay, really. I mean, we started this talking about how great he was, and now I'm concerned about <laughs> I him. I don't want him to fall too deep because maybe… Here's an idea. Let's bring this full circle, Jeremy. Should I send The Rock a message asking that he break down his match with Rikishi from Survivor Series 2000 in great detail. Should I do that,
2: perhaps? Yes, that sounds amazing.
3: Okay, and I'll just... My comment, would will just ask for it, and I'll put brackets, was he actually good, all in cash? And we'll see where <laughs> he takes it. <laughs> you
2: mentioned it, like, does The Rock actually watch this stuff? I was listening to... Um... You know we think oh this guy's so busy he doesn't have any time to do any of this stuff like he's not actually watching it of course i was listening to an interview with eminem and he's like yeah every saturday i just sit down and i listen to like everything new that's out there and like that's how i spend all day saturday and you're thinking like all right eminem this big star he's focused on his own music his own project and stuff it's like he's apparently just dedicates 24 hours on a saturday to listen to everything that's out there like Maybe The Rock does that. Like, it's Sunday. The Rock's like, all right, got to watch Raw, got to watch SmackDown, got to watch <laughs> NXT, AEW, NWA, MLW, Impact, ROH. And, like, that's just how he spends his Sunday. He just watches all this stuff.
3: What I will say is I, I don't know where this interview is from, so unfortunately I can't cite it or kind of tell you where to go for this. But I remember Kurt Hawkins saying – because Kurt Hawkins is one of the guys that trained with Rock for his comeback match, right? Like, he was one of the guys they sent. I think it was him and – um an Axel, I believe, could be wrong. And he said that Kevin Owens, who was then Kevin Steen, was the ROH champ and all that stuff. They were him back and forth, but Rock didn't know what Steen's thing was. Like he just was replying to him because, as I say, that's what he does, right? He does the rest of the reply gimmick. And he said to Curt Hawkins, "Who? What is the deal with Kevin Steen? What's he doing?" Hawkins said he sent him a YouTube, like a bunch of YouTube clips, and Rock did sit and watch all of them and enjoy them all. So. Perhaps he does. Perhaps he actually wants to have his finger on the pulse. As much as he can, he does follow it. But um, it is an amazing form. I I sometimes sit and watch these programs and wonder why I'm doing it. So the idea of The Rock doing it is an insane, an insane. But the Owens thing kind of suggests, like, he has an open mind with it, I guess, right? I'd imagine a lot of guys that had the career he had would look at anything that's not the WrestleMania main event and be like, nah. But he doesn't seem to be that guy. So there's something to be said for that, if nothing else, I suppose.
2: The Rock's watching Impact and sees Sammy yep. Callahan oh, revealed no. as the as the hacker. And he's like, oh, man, this is a total new age techno punk uh, gimmick here with Sammy Callahan. And Ken Shamrock, he's working with Shamrock. The Rock loves Ken- – The Rock loves everybody. That's my favorite part about yes. him is he just puts like, my career wouldn't be like this if I didn't work with Ken Shamrock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like, And it's all – the crazy thing about The Rock is –
3: this is why you should stick to tweets, written tweets, is because he really comes across incredibly sincere in that form. Like, when you really like, man, Ken really did help Rock. Like, <laughs> but when he was on video and he did the AEW, I was like, oh, no. Like, he just seemed like he was totally making it up. Of course I do. Come on. what <laughs> what I'm doing over here. <laughs> but I did like all the time the AEW guys, like, quote tweeting it. Oh, Rock's always had his finger on the pulse, man. Like, he knows what's, he knows what's up. And he's like, yep, sure. Sure he does well. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be at Double or
2: Nothing or whatever it is, you know? I don't think anybody's going to be at that show. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, like Taz tweeted it and like the official AEW account tweeted it and stuff. I don't. I thought that was just kind of strange. I was like, are y'all like that thirsty for an endorsement that just because The Rock said this, you're like, oh, look, The Rock has endorsed us, you know? like The thing is, <laughs> is that there is a lot – it's hard for me and you to get
3: this because we just – I think we just watched so much wrestling that like the rock is the rock. And he's like, he's not even a wrestler at this point to us. Does that make sense? Like we've seen so many guys cut bad promos and have bad matches since the rock has been around. It was only six months ago. We last seen him. It feels like 10 years, but there is definitely an audience out there that watches no wrestling now other than YouTube clips of the attitude era, like skits from the attitude era and just comments underneath when wrestling was good, bro. <laughs> and I think that's the person that is tuning into these rock streams. So in that case, i say good on AEW. take it all in pretend that you're the good wrestling now even though if you'd have asked rock do you watch raw he'd have said of course i do it's great for the business (laughs) so you know if you can frame yourself as the wrestling that's like when wrestling was good more power to you i guess because that seems to be what a lot of the audience wants i certainly don't want more of that stuff but that seems to be what the consensus is what i see online anyway
2: i i think if AEW beats NXT in the ratings this week They lost last week So none of this is guaranteed Um, I think if they beat them this week Then Hunter's gotta call up Rock And be like You gotta give NXT the endorsement bro Like this is what we need I think The Rock puts AEW over the top this week Nothing else It's strictly The Rock bump
3: I must admit, I forget every week these shows are happening until I'm, I'm supposed to watch them. And then I'm like, okay, yeah, it was on this week. So what I will say is, I mean, AEW might win, NXT might win, but neither of them have an impact on society like the Big Show show did. And I want to bring it back to that, Jeremy, because it did strike me that professional wrestling can be a powerful storytelling tool at times. It can be a great vehicle for emotion and drama. But it can't reach those lofty heights man it can't reach those heights of, of what we saw in this program and the big show just kind of watching him come to grips with the decisions he was making was high drama would you and, not agree intense television i would say actually
2: as i said this was about a man struggling with his post wrestling career and it, so true. and it is tough to watch that because a lot of wrestlers don't know what they're doing with their post-wrestling career. They, yeah. they go to these conventions. They keep wrestling these indie matches and stuff. And Big Show is in that boat, too. He's like, "Ah, oh, I'm going to do this local show in front of 10 people. And he got that bug mm-hmm. again. But he also, you know, he's like, I got to spend time with my new daughter from Minnesota. Um not new daughter, but returning daughter. You know, I gotta, I gotta support my wife because she just lost her job. I gotta, you know, hang out with the the kids and support them and what they're going to do and stuff. Like that's, that's a tough reality to look at. We don't see that stuff. Once a wrestler retires, you know, Shawn Michaels retires, he he just goes away and well, he didn't really go away, but, uh, her retired. And we should be so lucky. (laughs) 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 Who retired and, like, actually went away? It doesn't feel like anybody does now that I think about it. No.
3: No, they don't. I mean, it was – I think it was a beautiful contrast, though, Jeremy, the size of the big show. He's a very large man, but when he was being pulled in every which direction by family, (laughs) career, financial strains, it was an incredible contrast to see how small it had made him, all that pressure, you know. So it was great when he came out at the end and he was doing a wrestling match with his daughters, which I believe you are right in saying – it was supposed to be a tag match correct yes and it turned into i mean what's worth right so
2: i'm with you really powerful stuff but you, yes um you yeah. mentioned he got pulled in different directions that closing scene Don't, encapsulated yeah. it all symbolism yes yeah uh, like yeah, a yeah, perfect what... closing scene i do think there's a good
3: chance that in like 2040 they're gonna be breaking the standard english classes right <laughs> talking about motifs and the symbolic nature of it and Kind of thought, you know that contrast I just touched on there I think will be something they cover. I assume they sure they should take it from me, but yeah, in all in all seriousness, this show is exactly what we expected it to be, and it was fun, right? Good for Big Show. Big Show comes across I don't know, I mean, you may have a different experience this because you actually have to transcribe some of his stuff, I assume. But I always think he comes across better than ninety nine percent of wrestlers in interviews. So good for him, he's landed on his feet and you know he can come back for the odd WWE title match after every WrestleMania moving forward.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I'd much rather watch this show than, than raw every week. Like I'm not even, not just even on
3: it is like two and a half hours shorter. That's gotta be the main reason. Three hours of this program, like as one episode would be an incredible, incredible oh, challenge. Oh yeah,
2: no, no. Like, but, but I binged it. Like I, I binged yeah. it for like three hours straight. So like that, that wasn't an issue. It's not that it's just, I'd much rather tune into this than, then i think our gimmick is now like we shouldn't even review wrestling we should just review wrestlers doing movies and stuff
3: i mean i didn't know we did review wrestling so i'm mean, sure <laughs> i've been waiting for you to come up with a new gimmick for us because i keep coming on here thinking i have no clue what we're talking about i mean i was watching raw and again that's not something we cover on today's show but i was just sitting there thinking i don't know even know how we're going to discuss these things not because it's bad not because it's good it's just empty arena wrestling so i'm all for this pivot I must admit, I'm a little bit scared of some of the directions I think you're going to take me on this, because I know that you've been very kind of bold on, like, the Hogan movies were actually good. I'm pretty sure you did that, right? So, <laughs> Mr. Nanny was good. I, I, that was the one you mentioned, yeah. yeah. I've seen Mr. Nanny before. I have no intention of watching it again for a review <laughs> for a podcast. But I'll do it if we have to. I mean, it's better than breaking down a 25-minute Apollo cruise match, bless him, like in an empty arena. There's not a lot there, right? Not a lot to talk
2: about. See, I want to do like the the new the newer stuff, like even like the WWE film, the produce, and that, that's kind of where I'm going with this. You know, they okay. they have this movie, the the main event on Netflix. Yeah, would you yeah. be willing to watch this? Yes, I'm okay. going to watch that at some point anyway because it just looks ridiculous and it, it looks does like look ridiculous. I can,
3: we can we can do that definitely. I, okay, all of the WWE studio films, I think there'll be enough humor in to get me home on them. I've seen the one where Kane and Dolph Ziggler are trying to stop a big bomb. So if you isn't want to catch up one, with me on that...
2: Isn't that one of the Marines?
3: No, it's like his own thing altogether, Jeremy. Don't disrespect him. Oh, it, like. right. It's <laughs> his own it's his own thing. Kane is like his boss. But Dolph has kind of a dark backstory that they delve into at some juncture. I'd have to rewatch it if we're going to do a podcast. I don't want to spoil anything. You know? But yeah, I've seen that. I don't think I've seen one of Miz's films. So... We should There's watch whole... the
2: one with uh, Miz and Paige. I think it's called like Santa's Little Helper or something. Well, what's the one with Shawn Michaels and Becky Lynch? That's one of the Marines. That, okay. Yeah, That's like Marine 6 or something. Does anything
3: terrible happen to Shawn Michaels' character in that film?
2: <laughs> I don't, I've never seen. L- literally the only Marine I've seen was was the first one with John Cena. <laughs> I've not seen any of it. Yeah,
3: same. In fact, I may have seen the film that Ambrose did now that I think about it. I've seen some of the Ambrose one.
2: but You're yeah, like Joey I mean, Ginella, You just couldn't finish it.
3: Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm I'm, in on this idea, Jeremy. But you have got to kind of... We're going to have to negotiate this a little bit. I don't want to do it on air, but this will mean that NXT is officially taken off my list <laughs> of things that I watched slash cover <laughs> on this program. Okay, I'm just making that clear now. Happy to do a trade in that
2: case. Uh, does NXT still exist? Is that is that still a thing? No, it doesn't. There's, they have a UK one. That
3: runs locally around me, but none of us watch it. So you just can just pretend <laughs> it doesn't happen, and uh, you, your life's a lot easier in that case. Just when they come up, you can judge them purely on the merit of their three-minute matches with Nia Jax. You have no <laughs> emotional attachment. It's wonderful. I recommend it to everyone that watches this show.
2: <laughs> I. We're going to review the main event. That's one I want to watch yep. because it looks kind of absurd. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's one where it's like wrestling based too. So it's not yeah. just like, oh, here's uh, the Miz as this big action star. Like this is like, actually here's Otis being Otis. And <laughs> as this kid puts on a mask, this, this movie looks amazing. We're going to review this at some point. Um, yes. On Thursday, I don't know. We're going to talk about actual t- dumb wrestling not the big show show it's all downhill from here folks if you tuned into this show this is peak until we review the main event
3: yeah i mean wrestling at this point is it was one thing when we could do the whole like we're going to help towards wrestlemania there's like an end game in sight and now it is just here we are folks we are just doing the wwe's calendar from an empty performance center and then obviously when you add in all of the other stuff that makes it feel even worse that you're watching it it makes it Much, 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 much more brutal. But, yeah, I mean, we'll just try to discuss some of it, right? We can get some topics out of it, I'm sure. We can talk about – no, let's not talk about Jerry Lawler. No, I have no topic. We'll have to figure it out later in the week.
2: (laughs) Thursday is our actual wrestling discussion show. I've I've now just branded these shows as we're doing this. Tuesday is our movie review – talk about what the rock said whatever kind of non-wrestling nonsense that we can talk about on Tuesdays weekend shows we will be bringing them back we will start doing a, a Saturday show and we have a, a fun bit I don't want to review too many details for that because it's such a complex and, and layered and nuanced bit that other people are going to steal it and it actually yeah. is a, a really a really cool idea that that we're putting together joe's doing all the work i'm just telling him he's doing a good job uh, i'm <laughs> i'm just positive support for him but it is yeah,
3: i mean it will be on every podcast by the time this month's done so just enjoy yeah. it when we do it right that's all we can say this exactly
2: point. so we, i don't want to spoil anything because everybody's going to steal it from us look we already know WWE's counter programming against us. Woj is counter programming against us. There's a lot of counter programming going on, so we can't give away all of our secrets on air because people are just going to start stealing stuff from us, like they've already been doing.
3: Yeah, it's tough for us. We're you know we're the little guy. We're always punching up. But we'll get there in the end. We'll get in the end. We'll get to a place where we can run empty arena shows, <laughs> you know. And um, we'll, we'll get there. I'm certain of it, Jeremy. We just need to keep out with our. Real sports style presentation, like reviewing the big show show, and we will be fine. Real, we'll get some statistics involved though for the next film. Yeah, we'll do some like, some some kind of breakdown on the budget, the gross on Netflix. No, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll we'll advance this. I'm trust me, Jeremy. Just just follow me on this. Okay, we'll, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll get there.
2: Okay, we'll get there. We're not doing statistics on the main event. How many times Shamist, uh uses his brogue kick? On the show. Or, yeah, but uh, can you gross on Netflix? How many streams it has? No, you can't. Yeah, no.
3: It's total mystery. That's why I thought we could spend, like, at least 30 minutes on the show
2: just just
3: estimating what we would do at box office.
2: <laughs> but Big Show Show was, like, number three on Netflix. It was in the top ten. I'm sure Tiger King was number one. So is that,
3: And I genuinely don't know this, but is it common that any new show jumps into the top group, or is that an actual achievement? Because I didn't know. All the wrestlers were tweeting about it, and I do not know if it was, like, really impressive or just kind of standard.
2: It's... It's sort of common when new stuff, but for something like this, like, I wouldn't think people would be seeking yeah. this out as, like, oh, this was good enough to jump into the top 10, even if it is, like, <laughs> a first-week thing. By the way, on your Netflix, was it, like,
3: advertised? How? Or did you have to search for it?
2: No, it, w- it was advertised up top, but, you know, Netflix, like, curates a lot of stuff, and because I have watched, like, Fuller House and, um girl meets world it probably like it's like a 98 percent match for me so it 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 knew it knew me my my next netflix account knew like hey you want to watch this and it was correct mine had no idea the show existed (laughs) i had to
3: to type in the whole name for it to just appear i was like okay got it i found it i thought it was not going to be available for me at one point i was very scared but it was and and boy am i thankful right because it led us to this discussion about rikishi and the rock and I think we covered the Big Show show too. I'm, I'm pretty sure we did at some point in this, this uh, hour. So, yes, I'm glad we got there. Film time. It's going to be very exciting.
2: And if you, if you want more film reviews, pitch us some ideas on on what to review because I will watch it, whatever. We don't have anything better to do right, right now.
3: No, there's no features
2: anyway. So you can actually tell me
3: basically anything. I will attempt to watch it. And, I, and if I don't watch it, I'll pretend to, if nothing else. So, yeah, I'm all
2: in. <laughs> Send me any suggestions. I'm desperate at this point. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday talking essential business, I guess. Is that is that what we're going to do? We're yeah. Talk essential business. Yeah. On we're going to talk about
3: the evolution of the business and this business and that business and work <laughs> shoot and shoot work and all this Don't great work stuff. Work
2: yourself into a shoot your jabroni mark no. and all this kind yep. of stuff. Yeah. So cutting edge, Jeremy. It's so <laughs> cutting I can't wait to get into it. Uh, and then if it's not this weekend, hopefully next weekend we will unveil our uh, little thing that we've been trying to put together here. Some real sports WWE for, for everyone. You can follow Joe on Twitter, at Joe Holbert 5 I don't know what he's tweeting about, not wrestling, just bantering about. Just anything. Anything
3: <laughs> but wrestling. I have no takes about the wrestling. I will sometimes go on a tweet and spree that will make you mute me. Please come back an hour later and unmute me. I would like that
2: very much. <laughs> Feel free to mute initially. Just do, later, undo it, please. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Lambert eighty eight. I'm tweeting more about wrestling because that's my life. Wow! Wow! Well, I wrap things up, <laughs> Joe. We have. Uh, I'm. Th- this has nothing to do with anything, but I'm going to mention it. The Last Mom. Dance premieres next week. I'm so excited for this. You're watching this, right? I have no idea what you're talking about. The Bulls documentary. Oh, sorry, I
3: thought this was something, I'm sorry, yes, it's on Netflix for me, that is actually, so yeah, I'm very excited, I thought this was some kind of, like, bit you were running, but no, I'm actually excited, it looks like it's going to be tremendous, it's 10 parts, correct?
2: Yes, I yeah, think... I, I think okay. it's 10, maybe it's like 8, but, because um, I think my, my friend looked it up, because I thought it was like 6, and he said it's like 8, or but maybe it's 10, either way. i'm pumped for this like that's what i really want to talk about i don't care about this wrestling stuff i want to talk about this this bulls documentary and the big show show and the main event
3: yeah i mean now that you put it that way it's a lot more positive i think we've got stuff to look forward to i'm glad you wrapped up with that jeremy rather than just i'm tweeting about wrestling because that is my life which is a concerning (laughs) note to wrap things on but yeah we have things to look forward to you know maybe not money in the bank but the last dance that should be good The Big Show Show is going to get a second season, apparently, according to your sources. I'm going to give that report to you. So we have a lot of good coming. Wrestling, maybe not, but we have a lot of exciting things coming soon.
2: We'll be back on Thursday, everyone, talking about work shoots and essential business. Thanks for listening.